Jason Medberry, and you're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love. Jason, I can't even say this intro anymore. I just, <laughs> I, I, we have to talk about exhaustion. Yep. We're in the middle, of, we're still in the pandemic when we're recording this. It's I don't know what year is it. Twenty twenty seven is it? Is well, it? when the aliens <laughs> find this recording buried under the apocalyptic wasteland, we should we should be precise. You know, and and most of us creative people, we don't have a staff, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, assistants. And yeah, you know, I'm putting up um, my website, so maybe you hire someone for that, and then it's like, oh no, you need to find your. SEO words, yes, and then you need to be on Facebook, then you need to do Facebook Live, Um, oh, but you want to get people, you know, 30 and under, you need to be on Instagram, oh, you need to get, oh, TikTok, TikTok, you got to do some funny TikTok videos, you got to become a video editor, right, Mm -hmm. and then those images that you do, oh, Pinterest, right? You got to go on Pinterest. What? You're not on LinkedIn? And I have to tell you, when someone said that to me, mm-hmm. what? You're not, you're not working your LinkedIn? I just went, okay, get everybody get away from me. Yep. Get, get the F away from me. Um, and I, what I realized um, is... In marketing myself, and we just started some stand-up classes, mm-hmm. um, and so I had to send out email marketing, and then you send out all this email marketing, um, which I have a relationship with my my listeners. I mean, I love that. I do love when people email me and we chat. I mean, I've been getting emails um Mongolia, because <laughs> my book just came out. I don't mean to impress you, Jason, but my I, book came out in uh, translated into Mongolia. That's a big. That's a big market. Big market. Oh for my god! Mongolia. Those Mongolians are so <laughs> effing funny. Oh my god! Judy Carter, she's huge in Mongolia. <laughs> oh, oh! This Jew is teaching the Chinese. Now I'm talking to Chinese. Mm. You know, anyway, there there came a point, I had a bad dream, Jason. Mm. I just had a really bad dream. And my dream went like this, because you know I'm of the uh, senior part of my life, okay? Mm. According to Costco, let's, I'm just <laughs> saying, I get to go early to Costco. I'm yeah. just saying, okay? Nice. And the scary thing is they don't card me. That's Ugh. one time I would love to get caught. You're, yeah. what? You're coming now? Get out of here, you youngster. No, they go, come on in. We've yeah. been expecting you. Um, so I had this dream. Mm-hmm. And in this dream, I, th- I think it was God said to me, what the hell are you doing thinking you have so much time? Mm-hmm. Are you spending your time doing what you love doing or are you exhausting yourself because you're doing what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. and I woke up and I went 
Oh, I got to talk to Jason. (laughs) Got to talk to you, Jason. (laughs) Wow. Are you doing, let's hear that one. Are you doing what you want to be doing? Are you, you do are yeah are you doing what you're supposed to do or are you exhausting yourself no are you doing what you want to do or are we're gonna have to have this transcribed because we got I have to put this on my wall or are you exhausting yourself doing what you're supposed to do okay right well, we, what other people tell you to do okay well that, that what, let's 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 get some terminology right here because yeah what you're supposed to do, there's supposed in quotes is what I'm, it's an audio medium and I'm doing air quotes with my hand right now as everyone can obviously see. But so your definition of supposed to in this dream recollection is all the things that you think you should be doing in order to do the thing. Not this is what Judy has decided is the thing she's supposed to be doing. Well, First of all, all the things I've been doing have brought me money. I just want to say that, okay? Um, I do have attracted um, um, a lot of people who want to learn from me, and I've done webinars, and I love the people that I've connected with, and I've been teaching, and I've been coaching, and and then I I got an email i'm negotiating a contract Mm -hmm. for my solo show which i did squeeze out right Mm -hmm. and it took me two years in between doing all this other quote unquote air quote important stuff yeah um i got some feedback on it that this woman who has worked with a lot of broadway playwrights said she was words like brilliant commercial all this stuff And I went, oh, my God, I am a writer. And I know it's late in life to kind of say something like that. And I know it's hard for many of us who are writers to, I mean, even when um, when I traveled to a foreign country, like in the past, mm-hmm. um, and you put your occupation, every time I put writer, I felt like I was fraudulent. Because how much of my time am I really writing? Yeah. So if, if this is my God-given purpose to, to write, mm-hmm. um, how come it's the lowest on my priority? And how come, and when am I going to make it, number one, I'm going to mm-hmm. cry just saying this. When am I going to give myself the space to... to lead a creative life which is my purpose in life i mean when i was a kid that's what i did i i would just lay in bed thinking of magic tricks yeah and and then i just oh and then i could do that and i could do that magic trick and then i would go when am i going to practice that and and that's all i did Mm -hmm. and now i feel like if i take time to just think about things i want to write take walks without my phone and without getting back to people who text me or respond or like people's whatever I'm supposed to do with liking them, Facebook. and I mean, I actually, let me just tell you this. I actually got a phone call from someone who said to me, Judy, I'm really worried about how you are because I haven't seen you on Facebook. 
<laughs> and I went, oh, and then, I, and then I went, and you know what I said to her? And this is so sick, Jason. Huh. Thanks for being here that I could rant about this. This is fine, yeah. <laughs> but I said to her, I'm so sorry. I, I, I've been, bu- I've been, I don't know, I've been busy. I, I'm just living a life. Yeah. And then I, I, you know, felt guilty. Like, like Facebook is my friend that I haven't called. She's like, like Facebook's my grandmother who would, you know, when she was alive, she'd send me these messages. Judy, call me. How come you haven't called me? It's like Facebook. Judy, why haven't you posted Judy? You're worrying everybody. And, and I felt this tremendous amount of, of guilt and then I saw that film on HBO about social what's Is it the, the social name of dilemma? Social dilemma. Mm-hmm. I haven't and, watched it yet. I hear it's really good. Oh Jason. Here's here's the tea about it, okay? The tea is that that these people who have designed Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and blah 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 blah, right? have have that the computers that they're using and the processing power they're using, the algorithms they are using, mm-hmm. have so become more and more and more complex mm-hmm. into our human pain and pleasure things that click us, like yep. that they have actually changed the way the human brain works. Oh, yeah. And because of this... There's been a huge spike as soon as they invented the like button that there's been a huge increase in teenage suicides, mm. uh, children's suicides, and because they don't have enough likes. Mm. And it's all about this engagement in a world that doesn't really exist. Yeah. And, and that's, after seeing that, I just went, that's why I feel guilty mm-hmm. Be about not posting on Facebook, like I'm doing something wrong and yeah. I'm doing something in my career, and now I'm mm-hmm. going to fail. Yeah, I'm going to fail my mm-hmm. followers. Yeah, and um, and that's when I realized that I, to a certain point, have sold my creative soul, mm-hmm. and that's why I am creatively exhausted exhausted yes well you're suffering from a couple things actually oh you're going to diagnose me i, I am because Please you just doctor. said something very textbook which is or for me anyway one you are suffering from an abundance curse or the curse of abundance which means you've done all this work you're actually making money off of it but all of the work that you did in order to make the money is now starting to feel like the walls are closing in because there's so much but you don't feel justified in kicking that work out because it's delivering cash into your system. So it's like, now there's this level of shame and guilt. Oh, I should be doing this. I should be doing that because, because if I don't, I won't make the money I need to make and I'll lose all this stuff that I'm earning because I'm not 
incredibly addicted to all of these different things I should be doing. I'm not posting on Facebook every day. And because you're getting paid for the work that you did, you now feel inclined to continue to do that stuff over and over and over and over because it worked, didn't it? So now I have to do this forever. And then it's, your it's, emotional it's, brain it's, goes, yes. wait, I have to do this forever? I have to do this forever? I don't want to do this anymore. Ah! And that's what, and, and so what happens is, is, by becoming successful, you drive yourself insane. So, <laughs> so it so, is insanity. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's that pain pleasure. It's and like, it's, it's oh, actually, I do this. Someone sends me money. Yay! I do that. Someone sends me. Yay! Mm -hmm. I'm gonna think about um, what I want to write. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if live performing is coming back, but this mm -hmm. is my purpose. This is why I'm here on this earth. Oh, I'm doing something wrong yeah and well i'm that's not i'm not doing i'm not giving due diligence mm -hmm. to my business yeah and it's seductive yeah well one it's, of the the thing yeah. is, is it's that's actually a much harder thing to deal with than working your ass off and not making any money that's it's actually a harder thing to deal no, with no i hear every i hear all oh yeah no and i'm gonna going, explain that okay BS, so yes jason okay i wish i because was like here's Judy. the thing <laughs> I want to be exhausted and having what I do bring in money. Go ahead. I'm going to give you an analogy as a comic. Okay? okay. Okay. So I go up on stage and I start telling my jokes and no one laughs. And somebody heckles me and I flip out and I just turn around and I go, you effing da 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 da. And I let them have it. And the audience explodes laughing. And then someone else says, and then I go, you son of a, and they explode that. And suddenly in my head, I go, hey, when I curse people out and call them the C word and all this stuff, the audience loves it. I'm just going to do that from now on because I'm getting immediate reward for this work that I'm doing that I didn't know was going to be successful, but now I'm doing. So now I go. So, so based on that belief system, the moment you got rewarded was the moment you decided that that thing I'm doing is working. That's not always right, is it? Because you walk onto the next stage, you kind of do your bad jokes, wait for someone to heckle you, you go at them and the audience boos you and they want you off the stage. And the promoter's like, what are you doing talking to my customers like that? You can't do that. And he kicks you out of the comedy thing. So did you make a good choice by believing that by cursing out the audience, that's the best way to do comedy? No, of course not. Because in that one particular situation, in that moment, it worked and you got rewarded for it. So now you're adding that to all of your other situations, which of course uh, yes. is not the case. That is so true. And that's why I admire Jerry Seinfeld mm -hmm. because he'd follow a guy just so friggin' filthy, mm -hmm. right? And, and uh, <laughs> you know, just going on and on. And then he'd come, what's the deal with Lint? Mm -hmm. And the audience would just not laugh yeah and i went okay he's gonna switch and get a little raunchier which is what all of us do okay yep. uh, the comic before us has ruined the room they're just gonna be raunchy that's all they're really drunk and seinfeld just kept to being true to himself because that's the caveat about yeah. truth to yourself and he kept going with What's the deal with socks in the dryer? And Ex and finally, after, maybe he didn't get laughs for five, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. And slowly, he built, and he didn't, he didn't whore himself out 
to getting that that reward that ends up in the long run being my age at Costco going, what the <laughs> F did I do with my life? So when that's did a, I that's think exactly I it. was going to start living my life? Why can't I go to just a writer's retreat and do nothing and shut off my internet mm-hmm. and and get back to a relationship? I used to have, you know, Jason, mm-hmm. I used to have, um, and, and many creative people relate to this, I used to have a voice that spoke to me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a soft little voice. It's the voice of ideas. And I think we did. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, yeah. Ideas episode. are a whisper. Yeah. Ideas are a whisper. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just just small ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now. No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I'm in the middle of some marketing campaign. Wait mm-hmm. a second. I got to get these emails out. Day passes. And you know what? It's hard to hear that voice now. Yeah. Because that voice stops when you stop listening to mm-hmm. it. And um, I I. So you want that voice back. That's what you want. You want that voice well, back. Well, I have the voice. Mm-hmm. I can access that voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really need to get some quiet and some space. Yeah. To hear it, and so I've I've successfully have limited now on my calendar. I've noticed, like I'm I'm exhausted. This this is the end of the week. What's today? Today is, is today? Thursday. It's only Thursday. I thought it was Friday. No. Well, anyway, today's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm seeing like next week. Oh my God! I have all this space, mm-hmm. and like some of my goals are empty your email box out and. And that is one of the most unrewarding. It, it reminds me of the scene in Fantasia. Do you remember that with, with, with the brooms multiplying? And then and he's trying to clean this water up, and the brooms keep multiplying more water, more yeah. water, and it feels like I cleaned my email. More email. Mm-hmm. You know, more email. Yeah. And... Um, What's You're opening meaning? up all sorts of fantastic doors here now. So, so the people okay, who are listening don't don't opinions. scream at me for saying, "Well, that did, you didn't explain what it is." So, when you get those little rewards, they are giving you false positives on things you should be doing. So, little rewards. False positives. Because you're getting this thing. It, it's a false positive because you think that the money is good enough. And then the next day you go, God, I'm so tired. I can't believe I have to do that. Oh, so obviously it's not that great of a return because you're miserable. Like even though you got the money, the money didn't equal happiness. It didn't equal fulfillment. It didn't equal purpose. What it ended up meaning was a tiny reward so that you feel guilty for not doing that thing that gets you that tiny reward. Okay. Now, when you don't have any rewards, that means you can just keep making and creating and you're not going to be permanently attached to anything because it hasn't earned you anything yet. You can very easily take an idea or a thing and just chuck it out the window. But the moment someone gives you a little money, gives you a little praise, gives you a little something, something, you turn around and start going, oh, well, maybe if I just did more of that then that will get me what I want. Even though it's not exactly what I want, it's, uh, it'll get me there. It's no different than someone who has to go get a part-time job to, to subsidize their art. They have to go get that work so that it, they can keep the lights on and you know the, uh, a place to sleep and food and all that good stuff. 
But at the end of the day, if that little side job ends up taking over your whole life, what happened to the creative part of you? Well, oh, well, you know, I got married, so I needed to go from part-time to full-time. Oh, we had a kid, so I need to get a promotion. And oh, we had, and stuff starts adding up and adding up. Next thing you know, you're down the road and you went, man, I've been working at this job that was supposed to be a part-time subsidy of my creative life. And this is what I ended up with was now I'm doing this full time and this is my life. You're so right about this reward, you know, getting rewarded. You do this and you've gotten money. It's not really what you want to do in life, but you got money. And everybody says that that's good. Um, I, I took landmark education, used to be asked, and they had a really interesting philosophy about this. They called it, and it's also something that Marshall Beckman, I think his name is, which he wrote a book called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And it's really called Your Winning Formula. And in this, um, it was kind of a, very, a wonderful course of empowerment, and, and I, I really took to it. Um, and then, of course, forgot all about it and went back to my habits. But what, what it says is that your winning formula, what got you whatever kind of success that you have, is usually based on some kind of broke, broken trust or an insecurity. You know, that something happened. And I think what happened to me was I was a, a teacher, a high school teacher at Harvard School for Boys. I just kind of fell into it in my 20s. Somehow, that's uh, a long story. But um, when, a, after two years there, I got fired. I was fired by someone who was a really good friend who got me the job, and it was a, I, I thought it was a betrayal, and I was laying on the bath, in a bathroom stall sobbing, and I made a promise to myself, I will never be in this position again. And so that's when I became an entrepreneur and became very successful because I never wanted to be in that position again. So um, that's why I've been so ferocious, I think, with being successful because I never want to work for somebody. I never want to have that feeling. And we all have that. We all can point to even something much earlier, a break of trust, where we won't, I don't want this feeling again. I don't want to feel... I need some power in my life. I need something in my life so I don't feel this usually a, a powerless feeling. But what, what happens is it becomes very limiting because we're basing it on some weakness, really, and not necessarily our purpose in our life. And so I think when you know I stop, and just talking to you, Jason, so great, when I stop to think about... Um, the lie that I've been telling myself, and this is the lie that we all tell ourselves, and this is it. We all tell ourselves that we have plenty of time. Yeah, tell that to my mother who died, you know, boy, I'm 10 years older than when my mom died. Bam, she had all these things she was going to do. Bam, dead. Bam, dead. So this notion of and, and I've known we've done a lot of podcasts because I know you're you're very into time and and value of time. And if I just have five more years, ten more years, I don't know. It's the big mystery in life. But it is one thing. I don't know how long I'm going to live, but I do know something for a fact that my time here is finite. And if not now, when? 
So I say we, we leave our listeners. I hope this resonates with you listening here. And thank you all for the wonderful reviews. Jason, I love to read them. I, I just want to leave you with to think about, you know, why do you do the things that you do? Who are you trying to please? What are you trying to get out of them? And how much of your day are you leaving to discover something? to discover what your gift is, to discover what your contribution is. I have never been a person to plant, do goals. Never. I've never done a goal. I'll tell you why, Jason. Because everything I've been given in this life has been so much better than anything I could have anticipated in any kind of BS five-year plan. Um, things happen out of the blue skies. So I, I'm going to... Nature pours a vacuum, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm creating a vacuum. I'm going to take my Google Calendar, take off consults, take off everything I'm doing for other people except my basic commitments, and open myself up to possibility of being open to what is coming my way, whether it's a new idea, an exciting story I want to tell, uh, a relationship, a creative relationship with somebody else. I don't know what it is, but I know one thing for sure. I will recognize it when it happens, and, and I will not be exhausted by it. TheMessageOfYou.com. That's TheMessageOfYou.com. And get your free one-year subscription to The Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's TheMessageOfYou.com.